Welcome to the Let's Go E-Biking podcast, where we talk about e-bikes, ride e-bikes, and explore places of interest with our e-bikes. Now, here's your host and ride leader, Alan Rayner. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Let's Go E-Biking, the go-to podcast for anyone interested in leisure, commuter, and e-bike cycling. I'm Alan, and I'll be your host and ride leader. Thank you for joining me. In the last episode of Let's Go E-Biking, I interviewed Tracy Johnston, co-owner at EcoVolts, the electric bike manufacturer. During our discussion, Tracy very kindly offered to be interviewed again at some future point. But as I had the equipment already set up, we continued our talk and I recorded this episode. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you the latest and greatest in e-bike tips, skills and know-how. We aim to make it fun, friendly and informative. So enjoy the ride and let's go e-biking. So welcome again, Tracy. No problem. Thank you very much. So we've got a questions that we, I wanted to ask. We've spoken about batteries and how far an e-bike will travel on a single charge. And I know it's very difficult to give a definitive answer because of the many factors affecting e-bikes, i.e. load, terrain, etc. But could you give our listeners an example of distance by type of bike? Okay. We've got a wide variety of electric bikes, starting off with what we call the Gravity. The Gravity is our lightest weight bike, weighing 18 kilos, including the battery. It was designed really as what we call and term as a nip-about bike. It's 365 watt-hour battery in the frame. It does round about 20 to 25 miles on one charge. It is a three-speed bike and it was just purely designed to be a nip-about bike. So it would suit caravan owners and people like that who need a lightweight bike? Yeah, caravan owners, campers, because it goes quite small, a camper van, motorhome, where you've got limited rooming, is you're restricted on weight. So anything that where you don't need to go too far on one charge, but not, uh, not obviously a distance. Yeah, we've also got somebody who's got a, a light aircraft who puts it on their light aircraft. So when they land at the various strips throughout the UK, they can go off and explore and then put it back on the plane to fly to their next destination. Fantastic, I'm really envious. Another folding bike we have, which is probably our most popular model, one that we sell a huge amount for, is the Dart. The Dart is a folding step-through bike, 20-inch wheels. Again, anywhere from 25 up to, I've had 56 miles out of a bike on one charge and still had battery life left. And that has a 374 watt-hour battery. When we start to move further on, we also um, distribute a, a, a range of bikes called We Go Smart. Now, most of the We Go Smart bikes are a 700c wheel, aimed for those people who are commuting long distances and riding a long range, and you can get up to 90 miles on a charge. They are holding approximately 630 watt hours. One of the latest models that I've just been riding is a bike called Shark, which is really quite nice. It's a mid-motor bike. It has the battery nicely sat into the frame. It has a crank motor and it has a mono shock at the front, so it makes a really tight, sleek looking bike. Very high end, very comfortable. Great, thank you for that. So you mentioned the WeGo Smart range. Where do they fit in with the EcoVolt then? Well, what happened with the uh, WeGo Smart? We were looking to design and develop um, some more crank motor bikes ourselves, which was um, 
the commute mid-motorbike. And we started to look to introduce a mid-motor into some of our other range. And we met a lady called Ivanka who runs at We Go Smart in Germany. She asked if we would be interested in becoming a distributor for these bikes. So we went over to Germany and we looked at the various models and we decided that they complemented our range because where our range stopped, their range started in price point and in um, technical spec of bike. So how many bikes are there in the EcoVolt range? In the EcoVolt range, we've got over 10 models altogether. And in the WeGo Smart range, we currently hold about six of their models in stock. But there are many more models we can get. Normally, we can get them from Germany within a week to 10 days. What sort of price range are we talking about for EcoVolts and then onwards with the WeGo Smart range? So from, from an EcoVolts point of view, our bikes start at £900 and go up to 1550 and then the WeGo Smart ones start at £1,600 and go to around about 3000 So how long have you had these WeGo Smart bikes? We've had these WeGo Smart bikes for about two years now. So what's the essential difference between, say, an EcoVolts bike and a WeGo Smart bike? What does WeGo Smart do or what does EcoVolts do that's different to WeGo Smart? I mean, EcoVolts, we actually hand-build all our bikes in the UK. We start with the frame and we build everything up from component-wise upwards. So they are actually hand-built in the UK. The German bikes, they come in virtually assembled and built in Germany. And then we do the finish, what we call PDI, which is the actual check of all the items to make sure it's safe and everything is checked, nuts, bolts, tension, torque settings of all the you know bolts and mechanisms on the bike before it goes out from our workshop. Apart from obviously the EcoVolts and the WeGo Smart bikes, do you have any other models or other makes that you deal with? Yeah, because we moved to Thorsby at the end of December, beginning part of this year before we were set up and operational from Thorsby. And we were talking to a couple of different suppliers at that point, one of them being GT. What sort of reason for going up to other ranges? KTM offer quite a nice range of um, higher end off-road bikes, mountain bikes, both full suspension and hardtail. And it was just, again, it was something that there are so many on the market, we didn't want to particularly develop our own in that thing. And it's, it's not where our speciality in design. And they're a good brand, you know, they, they've specialised in that area and have built a really good reputation for that. Yeah, I mean, it's a very specialised market and very, very competitive. So I can KTM being such a good brand, I can see why you've gone down that road. So, yeah, great stuff. So if someone wanted to come knocking on the door looking at the new KTM Messina Prowler, have you got one in stock? Not at the moment. Obviously, with the COVID-19, we just got all the um, agreements in place to be suppliers for these brands. But obviously, COVID-19 hit, so it sort of stopped us in a trap because obviously at the moment, Thorsby Park, unfortunately is closed to the public and we can't allow access um, other than by very strict appointment to see our bikes at the moment. So if someone wants to come and see them, they, they make an appointment? Yeah, they need to call us and make an appointment. Even generally speaking, people you know can come to the shop and browse. However, 
Um, if you want the full EcoVolts experience, we ask people to make an appointment because what we like to do is be able to spend the time giving you a test ride around the whole different range of bikes. I mean, I have had somebody in over the um, COVID-19 point who did make an appointment. We did all the social distancing. We did all the correct things to make sure people hadn't been in contact with anybody for the last you know, 14 days that possibly could have the disease. And we did, you know, I spent a good time doing different bikes. You know, we made sure we'd done all the washing of hands, everything that we could do to minimize the risk. We disinfected all the bikes afterwards. So we, we, we did everything we possibly could. And obviously throughout the whole of COVID-19, bike shops could stay open. That sounds very responsible, having all those facilities in place, etc. So the German bikes, I'm, I'm quite intrigued with these, so the, the Wego Smart. So they've got, um, do they offer something that you don't offer in terms of, um, you mentioned mid-motors, but have they got other features that they, you don't offer with your bikes? A lot of the Wego Smart ones have hydraulic brakes. They have they have different motors. We've got ones from the Bros motor. And, you know, one of the ones that has been very popular is a bike called the Dolphin that has, you know, absolutely outstanding torque as in 100 newton meters of torque not a bike i normally would ride because it's got a crossbar and i find it a little bit difficult but when i did climb aboard it it the the torque and the pull in it was absolutely phenomenal probably the most powerful bike i've ridden throughout you know the range it, it's still you know within legal limits so you, over 100 newton meters of torque on a motor still road legal so so presumably it's still 250 watts and what are the other bikes that you do? So your hub motors, for example, I know you do on your sort of standard range. They are, what, about 50, 60 newtons? Yeah, yeah, 50 to 60 newton metres of torque, generally speaking, in, in the hub motor. And then you've gone on to these mid-motors. Well, obviously, I know that the mid-motors are higher torque, but because I know not many people realise that whilst they could all be 250 watts, that the torque output of a mid-motor is often a lot higher than a, a hub motor, for example. So you get that drive also some of the hub motors are different and again people have a different perception sometimes to a front hub to a rear hub how they drive and how they perform and it, it you know sometimes the performance is also down to how you ride it you need to use a combination of gears and power levels to make them the most fuel efficient as you can and get a better range and again make the motor work easily also on the mid motors Again, the sort of motor it is, some are very torque-sensed and they are torque-sensed continuously. Some are torque-sensed and then when you hit the level of speed or effort you want to do, then cruise more easily. Right. And some are what you call speed-sensed. So it does depend on how each bike rides suits different types of riders. So torque-sensing, how does that work and what's going on there? With the torque sensing, it is about effort, so it matches the effort you put in. Now, normally, if you think about you pedalling up a hill, you, you know, old-fashioned way was that you stood up, all right, and you put a lot of pressure through those pedals to drive you up the hill. Now, when you do that on a torque-sensed bike, the bike matches that with effort and power. So, when you hit the power levels and you push hard down on the torque, you know, pedals and the torque sensing kicks in, it delivers a huge amount of effort and power and obviously depletes the battery very quickly at that point if you were always going up very steep hills. But some of the ones that are speed sensed, they don't need the effort 
that you have when you've got torque sensor. They're a lot more like a hub motor, which is really good for some people who've got knee injuries and can't put that pressure on their actual pedals. So they're easier to ride? Yes. Right, so just to clarify then, so a non-torque sense bike is easier to ride or pedal than a torque sense bike. I find it much easier and I had knee surgery, so it's not as hard to pedal all right, on your knees and on your legs. It's very much like riding a hub motor. Oh, right, so that's a very good point to note that then that uh, question to ask when you're looking at bikes, is the motor torque sensed? And to what degree is that sensing picking up? So you need to ride the bike to feel that essence of how much effort it's putting in or how much effort you need to put in as a rider. Because if you've got problem with knees and other joints, you probably can't put the pressure on to get the best out of the motor. Now, as I found out the first time I ever rode one, no, okay, okay yeah. I actually had to get off it and I made somebody else give me their bike that was on a hub motor, right, because I couldn't get it to go up the hill. <laughs> okay, thank you for that. Okay, um, so with, with all the bikes that you've got, and obviously you've got a various price range from 900 to £3,000 and obviously when you go to the KTM they they even go higher go than that higher. you know some of the bikes go up to sort of five and a half thousand pounds depending so, on what you want him with cycling being a great alternative to cars and public transport especially in the current climate do you offer any cycle to work schemes yeah the cycle to work seems quite um sort of wide and varied everybody thinks there's one scheme there isn't there's many different schemes and each scheme has its own rules and you have to be signed up to that particular scheme to be able to offer it so it can be quite difficult when somebody says oh i want to do it on cycle to work of which scheme they are running because each scheme obviously there is a, an admin charge for the scheme administering it to to each um shop business or you know, not just us, everywhere. So you pay for it, in effect? Yes. So we, we, you know, by doing cycle to work, there is always a commission that we end up paying to whoever we offer the scheme through, which is fine. And it, you know, isn't a problem. Some schemes do charge an awful lot more than others. And also each scheme ha has its own limits and rules obliged to it. Now, some are capped at £1,000. So that can be very difficult to get a bike an electric bike for a thousand pounds through the cycle to work scheme because the in essence the um, business who you work for or the company you work for is buying the bike and the bike belongs to them and you have to you pay a contribution towards the bike out of your gross salary over the agreed term and at the end of the term you can then purchase the bike off the employer but the bike doesn't belong to you until that final stage has happened. So that's by agreement with the employer, presumably? Yes, it is. I understand, yeah. Okay, Tracy, so thank you very much. So how do people take part? Okay, if they want to uh, have an EcoVox experience and try one of our bikes, they could go to our website, www.ecovolts.co.uk, or they can give us um, a call on 01246 362. Or they can go to our Facebook page, EcoVolts Electric Bikes. And just so everybody gets the right website, Volts is spelled V-O-L-T-Z. All right, not with an S. That's great. Thank you very much indeed, Tracy. This episode has come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, 
Head on over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share, and get involved. Join us next time and get more from Let's Go E-Biking.